Well, good morning, everyone. Good. We have kids here this morning. Good morning. To the kids, I heard a very deep-voiced child back there. Good morning, kids. Good morning. All right. Somebody's like, I ain't no kid. I'm in the fifth grade. All right. Well, we are uh, here this morning for a big celebration. So if you didn't know that, you've come in on a great morning. To begin with, I want to say you received this pro, uh, handout as you came in, and it tears in half like this. was awesome. And uh, perfect, perfect perforation. So fill out this half and put that in with the offering. So everyone's got something for the offering this morning. It's our info card, which everyone fills out every week, whether you, this is your first time or you've been here a hundred times. So um, for every new card we get that's completely filled out, we do make a donation on your behalf to Lee Summit Social Services. So not only are you sharing some info with the church, but also uh, doing something good for the community. So please do that. I want to tell you we have Lakeland Essentials coming up. Lakeland is for Essentials is a class that will happen during first service. It will start on October 11th and run three weeks during this first service time. It's for those of you who are thinking, I'd like to know more about this church community, the history of it, the values. Um, I'd like to meet some other people that are in uh, leadership here and just get to know more about Lakeland Community Church. So if you're interested in being part of Lakeland Essentials, and everyone should eventually do this uh, if, you, if you haven't done it yet, it will, you should sign up out at the kiosk. You can do that. Or Marta Gilliland, the uh, pastor who coordinates that class, her email is here in your program, and you can take that with you. All right. So what are we celebrating this morning? We are celebrating Fearless. Fearless is a financial challenge that we started a year and a half ago. So our goal is, in a three-year span, to raise $1.3 million for ministries here in the church, in our community, and all around the world. And so today, we are celebrating that we are halfway through this financial challenge. We're very excited about that. Uh, this, has been, this is our fourth time we've done a challenge like this. And this has been our, our most successful one in terms of participation and the energy and uh, the giving that folks have done. So I want, with that, I want to give you an opportunity to give to Fearless uh, today or in the weeks to come. I want to tell you about two needs that are right up in front of us. First thing is this screen behind me has a big black tarp hanging over it because it does not work. It has not been in working order since November of last year. So I think we have sacrificed well. We've you know, we, we, you know, did with less for a time, but our worship team, uh, Chris and, and Doug, our tech arts director, feel like they are now at a solution that would be great for us in terms of bringing that part of our worship space back to life in a really beautiful way. And so we want to do that. Also, I talked to Prodeo this week. Prodeo is a ministry here in Lee Summit, which serves at-risk teens. And they have had an explosion of numbers this fall. So they've only been open now for their fall programs just a few weeks. They've already seen over 400 different kids through their doors. And so they're hitting a little bit of a, yeah, that's great news. Yes, yes. Um, but they're hitting a bit of a snag. For one, they'd like to take the kids to St. Louis, uh, actually a similar trip to what the youth here at Lakeland go on. And for the same reason, when you get folks away, spiritual things, the Lord can work there. Well, with their explosion of numbers, they're a bit fearful that they can't financially afford to take those kids to St. Louis. So, Fearless could fix that uh, this week. Um, also, they do Friday night fun nights to give these kids something positive and something safe to do. Because of the numbers they're experiencing, they're having to scale back 
the um, excitement level of their Friday night fun night, which is great. That's good stewardship to live within your means. But you got to realize that what Pardeo competes with on a Friday night is sex, drugs, and crime. That's stiff competition. So we don't, our community really can't afford for them to scale back their fun nights, which are safe and clean too much, right? Or it becomes all of our problem. And so we want to provide those kids with something good and positive. So we don't want Prodeo scaling back to where they're just playing Parcheesi and Tyler Zimmerman's with, with, 80, with 80 youngsters. <laughs> all right. So um, let's, so here's what I'm asking. I'm not asking anyone to give anything you hadn't already planned to, but I'm asking you to give it maybe faster than you were planning to. So I know a lot of you give year-end gifts around Christmas time to Fearless. I'm asking, see if you can't give uh, all or part of that much sooner. Um, I know some of you are annual givers who plan to give in March when the one-year mark comes around. Uh, we are asking to see if the Lord hasn't already provided a way that you could give that all or part of that right away. So in the end, you won't be doing anything more, but it will be on an accelerated schedule um, for the sake of the worship here and for the sake of, uh, of these kids in Prodeo so they can have a great and safe fall. So um, here's what we did. I also want to say that several people are giving to Fearless who did not make a pledge. So they didn't make a pledge card, but they have just given gifts. And those folks, we should celebrate this, have given $12,000 to Fearless just here and there. So that's wonderful. If that appeals to you, you could do that today or in the few weeks to come. Just write, uh, if you're writing a check, just put Fearless in the memo. If you're giving through our online system, Lakeland Connect, there's a drop-down box. You can check Fearless. So you don't have to do a pledge card. Now, for some of you, you may want to join with us in the pledge journey. Here's how we did that. There are pledge cards up here, which later in the service you can get, and they look like this. And you make an 18-month pledge. We have 18 months left in Fearless. So if you're wanting to join in, you just put your name, the amount you want to give over the next 18 months totaled, and, and how often you think that'll come. It doesn't have to come that way. You're just making your best guess. So if someone made a gift and said, this would be an awesome gift, they said, I want to give $300 a week. That would be $1,300 a month. By the 18 months, you would have given $23,000. That would fund all the rest of the gifts that we have said we wanted to give to Prodeo over the next 18 months. Uh, maybe you want to give $150 a week. That would be $650 a month. That would be $11,700. Um, one of the things we want to do that about that price is we want to put a phase one kitchen just right off our lobby. So if you have a group that's meeting here or a reception or a birthday party you're throwing here, you have a nice combination meeting space and food prep area just right by the lobby, which uh, would be a, a beautiful thing to have as our community. Um, if, if you want to give $75 a week, that'd be $325 a month. That'd be still a $5,000. $850 gift, and one of the things we're wanting to do is, is help Veronica's Voice build a, a rehabilitation center for women who are trying to leave prostitution, and so that would that gift alone would fulfill what we're offering to help put into that house. Uh, even a gift of $15 a week, which would be $65 a month, raises $1,170 by the end of the campaign and would sponsor one of our youth to go on a pilgrimage to Haiti. And we've seen a lot of testimonies over the last several weeks about what happens when you just send one young person to a place to see what God is doing in another part of the world. 
So any gift makes a huge difference. So if you want to join with us, there'll be an opportunity later in the service to take one of those pledge cards, either fill it out today and turn it in, take it home and give it some prayer and bring it back. So we got a lot happening this morning that we are grateful for. And let us never forget, Dan, I apologize if I picked up stuff you need later. <laughs> um, let us never forget that it is God who has given us all this. He's played a spit on our hearts. He's given us the ability to do these things. Um, and so we want to come more than anything and celebrate what God has done this morning. So Pastor Dan's here to lead us into worship. Stand with me, please, as we take our voices to God. When you get near the end of the Psalms, there's 150 Psalms. When you start getting near the end, uh, you begin to feel this momentum that picks up on gratitude and thanksgiving the psalmist seems to be moving more and more towards in the end our prayers are nothing but praising god and giving thanks after all the life that we've seen and so we come to uh psalm 95 um and there it is and it says let us come into his presence with thanksgiving let us make a joyful noise with songs of praise and just to say why would we want to sing together we're not having a campfire. It's not a kumbaya session. What we're really trying to do is, is sing together the thoughts and the prayers that we should have thought of on our own and could have with the right time and inspiration. But we come together to help each other. Once again, we are one. We are the church. We are the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. And we come together to help each other to offer up uh, what the scriptures call a holocaust, which is a holy offering unto God. May it be a fragrant aroma. Say this scripture with me, everyone. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Please feel free to take a seat. We have a lot of soul work to do for the next few minutes. We need to ponder some things together. We need to think hard. We need to think about our Lord and our God in very serious fashion. So sit back in your chair, put your hands in your lap, close your eyes, lower your head. And think about all that you have. You have a roof over your head. You have a warm bed, a cool house. You have food on the table. You have cars that take you places. Money to go out to eat. Friends, neighbors, entertainment. All this, all of this, Lord, we did not, we did not do it ourselves. Lord, may we not fall into the trap of idolatry and begin to worship ourselves as the giver of all things. May we not rob you and steal from you the fact that you breathe life into our bodies. 
may we declare, Lord, that we do not determine when we die. We do not determine eternal life. We do not save ourselves, Lord. May we understand that you love us with a ferocious love that overwhelms us so much we don't even understand it. May we understand, Lord, that you have made this world a perfectly safe place to be. Despite those that are selling things, attempting to tell us to be scared. And God, you have given us family, friends, and a church to belong to. May we not take it for granted. And so, Lord, in this knowledge, in this place, in this time, may we learn to celebrate and give thanks to you. All because of Jesus Christ and his cross and resurrection. And we all say, amen. Well, we are halfway through 36 months of Fearless, a financial challenge that is designed to continue to not only continue to buy this building uh, for $18,515, I believe, every month is what we've been paying since 2005 on this place. We have a few more years to go, if you don't know the details around here. Fearless has pledged $1.3 million so half of that $1.3 million goes to continue to buy the building so we can be here right now, which allows us to do church 24-7, allows us to have our athletic field, allows us to have our student ministry places. Right now, the, your friends and uh, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ are in there taking care of your small children, and we can set it up and make that happen. All that happens because people give above and beyond their normal tithes and offerings, which end up being somewhere around $800,000 is our normal budget. And then on top of that is $1.3 million. And you're like, well, where's the other half of the $1.3 million going if half is going to pay for the building? Where's the other half going? And about a quarter of it goes to kind of build out, like we did the student ministry room upstairs. And we bought a lift so uh, because, you know, Insurance people and lawyers are, are scared to death of people climbing around on this truss and trying to change light bulbs without an appropriate lift. And we've done it. And uh, it's, you just begin to kind of shudder in your boots when you think of the stupid stuff we do around here sometimes. But so we did that. But the rest of it, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, everyone, we just give away. We give it away to help young women with a fistula condition in Africa, in Liberia. And we're going to talk about that with Kathy and Anthony Gutierrez here at near the end of the service. We support the underground persecuted house church in China. People who, uh, who are 12 hours, 13 hours ahead of us, though, last night <laughs> got up and worshiped God, sang as loud as they could in some remote apartment with the fear that any time the police may walk in and say you guys are an illegal organization and haul them off for questioning and possibly jail. 
with no due process. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars go to take care of people like people in Anapa, outside Juarez, Mexico. Daily food. To work with our inner city here in Kansas City, down in the Eastland Society, which as I keep alluding to uh, over the next 12, 15 years, will probably blossom into a community development corporation as we get more and more involved in housing. The stuff you read about in the papers, your gifts and so forth are going to change this in Kansas City. Block by block, us and many, many other Christians and organizations around the city. You are a part of changing things. And so we come here halfway. It's like halftime during the game. To say, you have done well. You have done well. It's halfway through towards $1.3 million. And guess what? We are halfway given on $1.3 million. This is really an awesome thing. We're, this is our, like Garrett said, this is our best financial challenge yet. We've never had a failing one, but this one just seems to be going over the top. It's an incredible thing. People continue to sacrifice, change their lifestyle, and do something radically different for the sake of somebody they don't even know. So that Jesus Christ's name may be declared. We're 50% done, and we're 50% up on pledges. 10% have already finished, many of them children. 30 people gave to fearless who didn't even make a pledge. Some of you who, uh, like Garrett said earlier, if you want to make a promise on this thing, then right down here on a little table that you can't see are some uh, commitment cards, as Garrett was saying. And you can come up and get one during communion. Church, what I want to say to you is that you have been faithful. And I don't know about other churches. There are other churches out there that do awesome stuff, and there, I guess there are probably some that don't. But there's, as I evaluated this this week and thought about this very hard, we have this incontrovertible, undeniable church that says we put our money where our mouth is. We don't just talk the talk, we walk the walk. You have this, you have this rare privilege as a, as a Christian, as a church-going Christian, to be able to say to people, yeah, the church I go to, you know, not that you're going to get into a contest on this, but you might. The church I go to actually gives away hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars with no return expected. It's something like like a quarter to a, um, a quarter of our our annual budget just gets given away. You know, that's what the contribution is of fearless. You've been faithful, and it's an incredible sign of discipleship. And, and everyone, if we, if we ever miss this point, that if we think it's all just about fundraising, and we think it's all just about money, it is not. It is about discipleship. And you can look through the Gospels and find Jesus challenging people to say, if you wish to follow me, give up everything and come. Your stuff is a noose around your neck. A millstone taking you down to the depths. If you wish to be free, 
lose it all and come after me. And things like Fearless, this financial challenge, is this grand experiment in discipleship where it says, can I do that? To some extent, significant portion of my income, can I choose a different lifestyle for the sake of somebody else? And for all of us, we have to struggle through and worry about what does that look like? It is a great exercise in discipleship on whether or not we will look like Jesus. It is not about building an empire or collecting a bunch of money or anything like that, as far as I'm concerned. But it is so you can say this, and I take this out of James chapter 2, verses 15, 16, and 17. Who says this? This is where the discipleship part comes in. If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, eat your fill. (laughs) And yet you do not supply their bodily needs. What good is that? (laughs) So faith by itself has no work. It is dead. You get James's words here, yeah? Who cares how many times you share the gospel this week and get people to pray the prayer? That's a very important thing. But the rest of the world would be looking at you saying like, yes, but do you actually care for the poor? Because that will validate your prayer to Jesus. Do you get it? People will be all freaked out and, you know, tweeting and Instagramming because, you know, it says we don't care about people coming to Jesus. It's not me. I care about it deeply. It's the people who are outside the church who care whether or not we feed the poor. And moreover, I think it's God Almighty who cares about whether or not we feed the poor. It's this sort of a service where we have to think about who we're saying thanks to. Are we patting ourselves on the back? Or are we giving glory to God? If we do nothing else for the next few moments, we give glory to God. And we encourage each other to run this race. There is, there is a goal. There is eyes on the prize. And we have to run in such a way to win. It's halftime. It's halftime. And, and the score's even. Yes, I went to the Chiefs-Bronco game by the gracious gift of somebody else here, you know, however many days ago that was. And at halftime, it was 14-14. You know what I mean? And as I'm just going to go on football here for a little bit, so just sit back and go get some coffee if you need to. But, um, you know, old Dick Vermeil, he'd say, like, yeah, I don't care what stats you talk about. There's only one stat to look at, and that's turnovers. They win or lose the game. I'm like, I paid attention to that. I don't know much about football, but I paid attention to that. Here we are halfway through this campaign. Will we stumble? Will we fumble for the next 18 months? Or will we finish strong? Will we hang on to what God's given us? And will we plow ahead and make it? Because it's 14-14 right now. You've done a great job. I think we're going to continue to do a great job. So let's be inspired to get this done. Hebrews chapter 12, a famous verse that's often quoted in the church because it's inspirational. And, and the writer of Hebrews has been talking about faith. About faith and trust. And then it says, and here's why. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that's set before us. 
looking to Jesus, eyes on the prize, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarded its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. When we get done today, for the next three weeks, we're going to study the book of, uh, in the New Testament, the letter to Philemon. And it's all about a downward journey so that you can become something uh, Christ-like. Very, very short letter. And here we have the same sort of thing modeled by Jesus saying, if you want to be great, you lose everything. If you want to be famous, you become infamous, unfamous. If, if you want to gain the world, you, you give up the world. It is the topsy-turvy sort of thing that goes on in the Christian life. If you want to be rich, you give away things. And we get our inspiration from this great cloud of witnesses around us and from Jesus. They form us into Christ-likeness. All of this cloud of witnesses around us. Not only saints and spiritual heroes from the past, like people like, you know, the Apostle Paul uh, and St. Anthony and Francis of Assisi and even Corey Tinboom during World War II. But, but even local saints like Marvin Daniels down at the Hope Center and Matt Farmer in our own inner city. And even then on property, all the saints that are around here, Josh and Doug and Chris and Caleb and Brad and Emily and Garrett and Kathy, Matt, Sarah, Lisa, Steve. Look around you. You are in the great cloud of witnesses right now. And you're like, Shazam. You're amongst the saints. And we need each other because I'm telling you, if you go out to the world and say that you're giving away a significant portion of your income for the sake of somebody that you'll never meet, people will say, like, you're just flat out stupid. Not a kind thing to say. But it doesn't make good economic sense unless you follow Jesus. Then it makes perfect sense. That's why we need each other in this great cloud of witnesses. We have joined in this great cloud of witnesses, and they will pull us toward Jesus. We are on a spiritual journey together. May we do well. May we go through the next 18 months of fearless, not in a casual way, but in a very self-examining way. What are we doing with our lives and our finances and our parenting and our children and our health and everything around us? May we be diligent about this. May we not be flippant about it. May we use each other in this great cloud of witnesses to support each other. So that we don't think that we're crazy for doing this sort of thing. I would pray that you would run into somebody over the next 18 months where you have an opportunity to tell them what your brothers and sisters around here at this church are doing and that you get in that way to share the hope of Jesus Christ, the message of salvation, and that it is validated by your walk, by your talk, by your actions, that you can have that sort of boldness and that sort of certitude. I will guarantee you that the very first church, right there in the book of Acts, for those first 20 years or so, it was entirely validated by people like you and me, normal, worky day people, okay? 
giving up their property and giving up their assets and giving up even their own food to help somebody else. That's what made the gospel go forward. That's what validated the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And nobody did it unless they knew that Jesus had risen from the dead. They had nothing to fear. Is fear not the thing that is driving our culture right now? Turn on the evening news. It's nothing but fear-mongering. You're going to die. You're going to lose. Somebody's going to take over. Ah! Into that comes Jesus saying, every day takes care of itself. Be anxious not for tomorrow. Look at the birds of the air. They don't worry. Their father feeds them. Look at the lilies of the field. Have you seen anything more beautiful? Not even Solomon in all of his glory could dress that good. And the world is a perfectly safe place to be. And if we don't come together, we won't understand it. So that's why, that's why we share one loaf and one cup. If the servers want to come forward for communion, we'll, we'll prepare. That's why one loaf, one cup. That's the idea. One. We are one, everyone. We need each other. We depend on each other. Those of us who haven't given as much to fearless are just as important for those who have given a lot. Those of you who haven't pledged or given anything to fearless are participating in those of us who have. We are one. There's not those who give to fearless and those who have not. We are one church. We are one loaf and we are one cup and we need each other because we are one body in Christ. We can all celebrate. It's the way it works. It's the way it works. Because on the night when Jesus was betrayed, and by the way, I'm on this piece of paper, if you want to pull it out. Right in the middle, how we come to the Lord's table. On the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Do you know why Paul quoted these words in 1 Corinthians chapter 11? The problem was in Corinth is that there had began, began a class distinction inside the church. The haves and the have-nots were eating separately. The rich and the poor, the slave and the slave owner, were living different lives and lifestyles. And Paul said, that is not Jesus. These famous words that every church this morning, most churches are reading out of 1 Corinthians 11, are all about people sharing with somebody else who is less well-off than them. Would you stand with me, please? And we proclaim this mystery.
And it is a mystery because God is mysterious. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Everyone, Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Everyone, therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gift of God for the people of God. Each day, may Jesus Christ be as real to us as this food and this drink. And when you come forward, whenever you're ready, tear off a piece of bread, dip it in the chalice, consume it right there, and then return to your seat because we have so much stuff going on. The Lord be with you. Jesus taught us to pray with these words. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now forever. Amen. Amen. Have a seat. Uh, we have a very special moment here before we head out, uh, get instructions and so forth on our scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. Woo-hoo. But before we do that, um, out 